0: This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap. It is Wednesday, is the 26th of April 2023. Today we're talking about NFC and KFC. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hey Sean Priest, I am so proud of that introduction, <laughs> I cannot begin to tell you how happy I am and how that, that was sums up this episode.
1: Excellent, that was an excellent, although i got to say I did prefer the first take where you forgot the words and we just sang along with the intro music. Ba- bow, what was
2: that ben. show? Was it
1: Senf-
0: Senfield? No. Sen- no. <laughs> Seinfeld. That's what I'm trying to say. Not Senfield. Uh, that was a different
1: show. Do you know, I don't like that show. No, no, I, do I? I hate it. I didn't
0: hate it, but I, 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 I never really get into it, was, it.
1: Yeah, it was. I just thought it was a bit boring. And apparently, I'm some sort of outlier. I'm an outcast. Yeah, I, I, a blasphemy. lot of people love
0: it, but and it's huge in America, obviously, but I, I just
1: didn't really. I didn't get it.
0: No, no, did I? I didn't
1: get it. No, sorry. See, now, over
0: here you used to have on a Friday night, if you remember this on TV over here you used to get on a Friday night on channel four you'd have friends, loved friends, yes uh, then Roseanne, uh-huh, and then Frasier.
2: I think it was that, It was roughly that order
0: right it I was kind of that order.
1: well, I must be going back, but we still had Roseanne, but we had cheers cheers and yep. uh, golden girls oh, golden girls, Blanche and what was the for mother being called a Sophia and back again. It's a tech show, honestly. Sorry. <laughs> sort of just drifted off into
0: nostalgia about TV shows uh, from America. Yeah. I asked admit, oh. you know, at school, when I was at school, it was you were either Friends or Frasier. And most of the school kids were all the cool kids. So they were all, like, into Friends. Of course. And I typically was the outlier. And mm. it was only because... Frasier hosted a radio show. That was the only reason I got oh, into Of
1: course. It. There's the link. There's the connection. Yeah. And that was it. So suddenly I was a Frasier fan. And it was just funnier. It was just a funny show. It was. Yes. It was more highbrow, Stephen. It was, it's more your level. Well done, you. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I don't often watch
0: shows. Even today, especially, I really don't like shows that have an audience laughing along. It almost feels oh. like you're being told when to laugh.
1: Well, hang on. Do you mean me live studio audience? Or oh. do you mean that terrible canned laughter, which just sounds just well, fake? Did you know that? I mean, Friends did have a, an actual canned. live audience. Yes, it did, yes. But it all sounded like it was canned. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's something. Like, you can just tell when it's. Golden while, Girls it, was better
0: at that it because. It really stands out. You could really. You could tell because. Someone would walk in <laughs> in the most unnatural way. Would be yelling, "Here I am!" You know, because they're trying to talk over <laughs> the yes. screams of the audience.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, or you know, you'd have these awkward pauses where they're waiting for the laughs to die down. You know, and all these things. That was that was cool. I loved all that kind of stuff. Yeah. These days, they wouldn't get. We just wouldn't do any of that anymore. Because yeah, pa- everyone's pathetic and they have attention spans of a newt.
1: Wow! Th- this show took a turn. That was a sudden three sixty. We were all getting nostalgic there for a minute and all happy. Sorry, Stephen rant away.
0: And then I just became your um, mad uncle. Um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what have we got on today? We have the wonderful Claire Sisk joining us now. Claire is uh, known as Can See Can't See on uh, Instagram, on Twit Twick twi- twi- Twitter, Twi-twot. Twitter, Twit Twitter, Tick Tack, as the Americans call it. Uh, the American senators, that call it. They don't understand what it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, on TikTok and all those platforms, Claire is uh, someone who is really bringing, I think, a real sense of positivity and advocacy in a really unique way. Because a lot of these videos tend to focus on the negatives. You know, you, you tend to see a lot of negatives out there on, on social media about disability and the challenges we face. And it's important to bring that up. But Claire tends to focus on solutions. She tends to focus yeah. on answers to problems from her own perspective she does everything from her own perspective and i think that's why she's a winner of this and i think she's gonna be a huge star one day and uh so we we do want to get her on now before she becomes that huge star yeah we're and trying to get in on we'll the ground floor yeah, yeah exactly we're
1: we're friends we know her yes maybe, maybe
0: maybe if we get to know her she'll you know let us come to her lofty places
1: yes <laughs> Okay. I um,
0: don't know uh, what that means, but you know. I don't even, In my head, I know what it means, but I don't know very, how it translates.
1: I'm moving on. They're very <laughs> positive. They're very positive and fun videos, right? And they're yeah. informative as well. So, yeah, they're great. Definitely check it out.
0: Claire was actually on the show a while back. She came on to talk about, um, I think it was actually as part of a Double Tap TV episode we had done. Uh, and we, we broadcast the interview here, but this is her coming on to the show. A proper. Uh, to talk about all Sorry, kinds is that of stuff. A Scottish so, phrase?
1: Yes, it is. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, more Maybe. of that. Right.
0: Excellent. I can give you all kinds of Scottish phrases, uh, but you won't know what anything is. Uh, we should do we a quiz one a day. Them, like, okay. <gasps> we should get a quiz. Oh. We should do a quiz. I was thinking about this week. Do you think we should do a quiz every week? I'd no. Kinda, I was thinking on a Friday we could do a quiz. I could ask you questions, and we could well, get a well, listener well, well, on, well, well, well. right? Oh, yeah. And you get pitched against the listener, and you always lose. <laughs> That goes without saying, obviously, yes. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's make it happen. I think that's a great idea. Not because I've figured out that GPT can figure out all these questions for you in advance. Oh, I see what's happened here. Yeah,
1: Yeah, GPT's running the... God bless you, Mr. GPT.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right, let's get to some uh, feedback, though, before we get to Claire. Uh, She'll be joining us after the break. But uh, let's get to some of your uh, feedback first off. And this from Greg. As always, Laura reads our emails.
3: Hello. I am writing the day after Elon Musk, the man Stephen and Mark used to call a genius, announced the successful unscheduled rapid disassembly of his most powerful rocket ever, (laughs) what we used to call an accidental explosion back in the ancient days when I worked for NASA. Stephen's prank about pretending to work for NASA was brought up in your show again today. I strongly suspect the target of your jest was playing you, Stephen humoring what she supposed was a crazy blind person. <laughs> For whatever it's worth, a number of blind and visually impaired folks have and are working in the aerospace industry. Regards, Greg.
0: Well Yes, Stephen. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Um yeah, I don't know whether she was laughing at me or not, to be perfectly honest. I, I have a hunch she wasn't laughing at me. Um I have a hunch just, no just, one just, is, just it's fine. Just had a hunch that, you know, this is not the first this is not my first rodeo here. And I have had stories (laughs) told back to me by other people who've, you know, done similar kind of pranks. And, um, yeah, people believe anything. (laughs) People will believe anything. There are people who believed, and I don't know if you uh, are aware of this in Canada, but in the UK on Sunday, we had our first emergency test uh, or a test of the emergency alert system which will alert as if uh, zombies are coming or, you know, whales have turned into don't wheelbarrows don't or whatever it is, right? Zombies could happen. Absolutely. And in some parts of Scotland, they already are <laughs> in existence. Um, forever looking for brains. Um, but, but, <laughs> they'll starve to death, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> Not in the country, there's plenty of fried food, it's fine. <laughs> plenty of fried food around. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, when it comes to... The, the kind of, uh, you know, the idea that this is, you know, all nonsense. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think, pe- I think people will believe, frankly, anything. However, what I will say is it kind of highlighted my own ignorance at the time, if you think about it, about the fact that even I was probably dubious about whether or not someone who's blind could work in NASA and what no, they would do I, in that wait, role. Wait, so, wait. you know, I think no, if you no. want to take it to that level,
1: then yeah, probably. No, 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 no. Look, look, of course, visually impaired people, blind people work in all oh segments and sectors right no but, no but hang on, hang on aerospace. hang on no this is aerospace what we're talking about there is actually astronauts in space and i don't think that's happened yet no,
0: no no but what but what i'm saying is that i think that even us and i think this is important to realize even us visually impaired people blind people will often forget the capabilities of ourselves and, you know, not even and, you know. You meet someone who does a job. I've had this many times interviewing people over the years. You meet someone doing a job and you go, how do you do that? How's that possible? Yes. And then they tell you and you go, wow. And then you suddenly start telling the whole world. I mean, I, I met a woman at the National Federation of the Blind Convention in Orlando years ago. I met a woman who was, and as soon as I shouldn't say this, someone will say, I know who that is, because that's how the blind world works. But there was a woman who was a blind embalmer. She would work as an embalmer oh, and she would work... I know who that is. Yeah, yeah <laughs> probably do, yeah. And, you know, this was someone who, you know, she was fascinating to me. I was absolutely gripped. And you know what really irritates me? I lost the recording. I lost that recording. Oh. It really irritated me because she was such a wonderful person to learn from about how she did what she did, the care she took, the time she took. Because, of course, there's all the obvious questions, right? Things like, how do you do this? And how do you mm-hmm. know where you're, what you're doing? And, you know, she's like, you, you just figure this stuff out. And she went into some great detail about it. And so what I'm saying is there's a lot of capability out there, but even we don't realise it sometimes. There. Thank you, Greg. All right.
1: Okay. I'll give you that one. Thank yeah. you, Greg. I think it's, I think it's,
0: you know, it's important we realise that. And I'm talking about me here, right? You, you, you can all pitch in on that one if you want and see. Yes, <laughs> yeah. please. I'm a <laughs> terrible person for not knowing that NASA, you know, employs astronauts that are blind, although I don't think they do. But you never know. It's possible, right? And that's where we're at.
1: Can I just say, uh, on... on- I've seen floating around on Facebook. Sorry, this is a bit floating of a tangent. Around. Space. But, stop it. There you go. No, this is uh, sort of off-topic. But oh, really? I've, on this show, that's unusual. I've seen yes, I've seen things floating around, posts floating around on Facebook since over here in the UK we had our emergency test signal um, alert, whatever you call it, on the smartphones. And I've seen so many posts saying, um, "I don't want to." I'm not posting this for fear, just for information. And it's saying that. Because of all the the extra power that this signal needs, that it's harmful and you should go to a wooded area or moorlands and away from people. Can I just say that is the most crazy conspiracy theory rubbish I've ever heard? And if you are posting that, that is causing people fear. And it's a terrible thing to post. That is just utter nonsense. Thank you. I got that off my I just remembered that then, because I read one last night. Oh, this is uh, yes, well, OK. No, 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 it, it, you're right to say, listen,
0: you're absolutely right. And you reminded me, actually, of what I was going to say earlier, which I completely forgot about. I know you did. You went off on a tangent. I did. I went off on a tangent, <laughs> forgot where I was. At. But you're, what I was going to say was at the beginning of, you know, this, I think, time, Um, I was starting to talk about, you know, people will believe anything. And when that news of the alert had came through, um, what happened was I was listening to the radio and people were calling up saying Goodbye. To the host saying like well we won't obviously talk tomorrow because we'll all be dead
3: and
1: Again. it was like hang on do you on, think what? that was serious or well who yeah. knows but uh, the point is it wouldn't surprise
0: me these days i mean look you only have to spend five minutes on the have you been on the internet lately it's yes, a nightmare that's nice. and i was so annoyed by what i was exactly reading. it's a it's a horrible place and you go on there and there are some amazing conspiracy theories people thinking the emergency alert in the uk was all about the end of times and it's just nonsense, right? But yeah. people believe this stuff, and that's, I think, our point. Somewhere in there was a point, and I can't remember quite where it was. No, we can't. But it was I'm absolutely, sure Greg made it. So absolutely absolutely brilliant, whatever it was. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, right. <laughs> Two voicemails.
2: Help. Hello, this is Darren from Bexley in Kent. Hello again. This is concerning uh, the emergency alert that we had oh. Oh, yesterday oh. at 3 p.m. Oh, I'm Please calling on say. Monday, by the way. Um I've just been onto my Blind Shell dealer in the UK, which is Cobalt Systems, and basically registered a request because on the Blind Shell Classic Two the warning came through but there's no way in the settings you can go in and disable those warnings should you wish to do so, which I do by the way. Um I don't really agree with those warnings but so I want the facility to turn them off Um, what I'm saying is any blind shell users out there that want that facility please register with your dealer because the more we speak the more we're likely to get it all I'm after is freedom of choice Mm. Android users get it I suppose IRS gets it as well Um, I think blind shell users should have the same what I don't want to see is a situation where because we're blind and use blindness tech, we're not given a choice and we're just get given what we're told. Uh, no, I won't accept that. So anyone that feels the same way as I do, get onto your dealer and let's make, let's make it known that that's the facility we would like in a future Blind Shell Classic to update. Thank you for listening. Bye.
0: Yeah, you tell them, Darren. You tell them. Well done. Stand up. Stand I, I, up to the power. Actually, you know it, what? You're fair. It's a fair cop because look, if you can get the if you can turn the alerts off on the iOS and on Android, why can't you turn them off on the Blind Shell?
1: But particularly as it's Android based. Yeah.
0: So um the, there is must absolutely be an no reason. But
1: wouldn't up. it make more sense to contact Blind Shell directly? Them through a a dealer. I don't know. Possibly, I don't know. I mean, mean, at least uh, I suppose they've got
0: contact, right? So you know, you're hoping the message will get through.
1: Well, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, no. It's 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 a great point, and you're absolutely right. By the way, if you do want to turn off emergency settings. Um, you need to, on the iPhone, go to settings, notification. Then right at the bottom of the whole list of every app you've got on your phone, you will find emergency alerts. There's two. I think it's uh, severe and something else critical. Then you can turn them both off. They're both toggle buttons there. And on Android, it's in the notifications in the settings as well. I think it's got its own setting, emergency alerts.
0: I think if it's used properly, and I know it's the case around the world, there are lots of examples. I won't be examples. turning it off. No, no, I think lie. it's important. Well, I think it is important, but I think it's about trust. For me, I think it's about trust. If they start using this when a sheep goes missing in Aberdeen, I have a problem. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. I don't want that. You know, I don't. I don't want to know about. It. I mean, yeah, I feel for the sheep. I feel bad about the sheep's missingness, but I don't particularly care. And I certainly don't want to be up at three o'clock as a result of it. No, There's not I much mean, I can awesome- do about it.
1: There's also situations where you may not want a phone to be discovered, as we've... um, Well, that came up as, and that's actually a very important point. On Twitter and social media, yeah.
0: Yes, and, and I did, I actually posted this before on Twitter, just to say, you know, just a reminder, if anybody needed to hear it, that, you know, if you do not want your phone to be discovered, you should, during the test period anyway, they should turn their phone off. And that is particularly relevant to people who perhaps are in domestic abuse situations, who have a phone that they keep... Uh, to keep themselves safe, to keep themselves in contact with someone else perhaps, and they maybe do not want that phone to be discovered. In some cases it might be because they don't have access to their own phone and they've managed to get this and they want to keep it quiet. Yeah. I, I just, I have to say, just on a complete sidebar to that, what a hellish world we live in that people have to live in that kind of fear. Yes. But that unfortunately is part of the world we live in and why we have to address that. But... um yeah, I, I it's just that that kind of world just terrifies me. And it, it just but that's me why out. people need that, that choice. Exactly, that's right. And Darren you know is right. and Darren's right. I mean, you know, you might not just you, you might just not want to be involved in that. You know, and again, that's the whole point of a freedom of choice. You can you can have what you want on that device and you know you don't necessarily want it to be telling you, you know, doom is coming. Yeah. Uh I did laugh at a few people because this is very British. I have to tell you this. This was kind of funny. Um I saw, saw a great a suggestion from someone I might have heard it on the radio. Actually, someone suggesting uh, the best thing to do because the, the alert itself was being broadcast at three pm in the UK on Sunday, and we knew it was coming at three. And some people said what to do is get put an egg on, start boiling an egg about four minutes to go, and then when the alert goes off, you'll have a nice eggy
1: treat to enjoy. Oh, beautiful! Always looking on the bright side. There of you go. Disaster. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but it was it was foretold disaster. So it was fine. It was. And it wasn't even
0: disaster. It was just telling you that one day there will be a disaster and you'll know about it. It was also
1: one minute early. So you egg would have been runny.
0: I got it it at three o'clock on the button and then I got it again at 3.16. And weirdly enough, the second time really did freak me out. I thought, oh, no, (laughs) a disaster's happened already. How convenient.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. They tempted fate. Unbelievable. But see, this is why we do need a test, though, because on one particular network here in the UK... It didn't work. That's right um,
0: on the three that, network. Yeah,
1: well, yeah, on the three network there was well, not it didn't work across the board. Some devices did get it, but a lot of devices didn't. And, so, and there was a I really mean, simple. There was a
0: really simple technical reason for that. For people who don't know, uh, it, essentially what happened is that the network broadcast the signal once, whereas other networks were repeating the signal over a period of time. And if your phone isn't actively searching for signals as it isn't always, then it would have missed it. So that's why some people got it, some people didn't. Because the form yeah. is actively looking at that moment, it would have found it and, and played it to you. Otherwise, it wouldn't. So that's something that they're going to have to work with with the government. I imagine as a result of that, there'll be another test. Yes. And that definitely should be if that's the case. But, um, yeah, it's, it's you know it's so funny because reading comments from around the world, people saying, you know, in Canada, for example, we've had this for years. Yeah. This, is so, this is just part of everyday life for us. And you guys are just going crazy about it. You're going to all get upset about, you know, this alert. But- it is fairly new to us, you know. Still oh, we
1: loved new... it. Oh, the, the entire street was out the front when parties. ours went out. Everyone was like, Did you get the alert? Oh, did you? Yeah, we all got the alert. Well, those of us that weren't on the free network, obviously. But, uh, but yes, <laughs> we can talk about anything.
0: Absolutely. Well, you know, and, and you know, whenever there's a cup of tea involved. Yep. Britain's tea and in. weather, we're there. Absolutely. Uh, I want to mention uh, just one more email. This from Negative Julian.
3: Hello, chaps. You were recently speculating about what questions to ask the Be My Eyes virtual volunteer. Well, I was just listening to the email that I sent you yesterday and detected an error. I typed chat GBT when I meant chat GPT. That in itself is not important, but for some reason, it made me remember an email that you received a long, long time ago.
2: Uh-oh.
3: It was so long ago that dinosaurs still ruled the Earth, and you might still have been working for the RNIB.
4: A lady whose
3: name I sadly cannot remember contacted you for advice. She was a professional author who was deeply concerned that her manuscripts contained undetectable spelling errors. Things like here instead of here, H-E-A-R instead of H-E-R-E, and there, T-H-E-R-E instead of there, T-H-E-I-R. After an exchange of emails with various listeners, it was concluded that no programme existed with sufficient contextual awareness to solve her problem. I am now wondering if chat GPL or equivalent is capable of doing that sort of thing. (laughs) It does raise two further questions. One, can the virtual assistant actually cope with a volume of input as large as a book? Two, could an author dare risk revealing their unpublished work to an AI that might very well swallow it whole into its database? Mm. Regards, Negative Julian.
0: That's a great question, actually. And yes, I actually do remember that email. I can't remember who sent it in. It I do a long as time well. ago. But yeah, we I do remember that.
1: We talked about Grammarly and things like that. Yeah, that's right. But it's that's a really difficult problem to overcome. And you're right. AI may be the answer to that. It's all about the context. And uh, it may be good at that. Uh,
0: uh, in terms of swallowing the book whole, well, it kind of will. Because that's kind of what OpenAI is doing at the minute. It's, and it's not doing it nefariously. It's doing it to grow, to learn. So all these words, all these sentences, all these paragraphs and structures—it's using that to develop its own, its own consciousness in some way—the the ability for you to, you know, put in a question and get that natural response back. So yeah. it will use that, but it's whether you want to give that over. I think that's going to be—I think that's going to be the big question coming up in the next year or two. What's happening to all this data, and and how much data is it pulling in? And you know, what's the what's the legalities on that? Because it's it's just sucking in people's work, people's podcasts, YouTube videos. Everything's been pulled into this thing. Yeah, it's like its own that,
1: gravity field. That is some, that is something that needs to be addressed at some point. I mean, sure, it's there somewhere. It must be there somewhere. A privacy statement from OpenAI. It must be because everyone is using this in in so many different apps and and uh, scripts and shortcuts and we're sending them so much data yeah what is happening with it listen stay there because we're going to get into a different conversation
0: next uh, around a, quite a wide range of things I'm sure because clear <laughs> Sisk is going to be joining us to talk all about social media her work on there and also uh, some interesting stuff she's been doing with shortcuts I want a demo we'll get into that next it's Double Tap <laughs>
4: Follow Double Tap on social media at Double Tap On Air. And
2: subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And email
1: us feedback at DoubleTapOnAir.com. We'll be right
0: back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. It is, and Sean and I are joined today by someone who knows all about social media. Social media. I know you and I are struggling with it at the moment because we're still figuring out what Mastodon is. And, uh, yes. you know, don't even get me started on things like Instagram or TikTok uh, or any of those it. things. Yeah, but that's why we've got Claire Sisk with us. Claire Sisk is on the show.
2: Whee! Hello, Claire Sisk.
0: How are you?
4: I am awesome. How are you both? Well, you know,
0: we, Less uh, awesome. we were just talking in the break there about chicken. And um, I've got to say I'm starving now. Thank you, Claire.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sort of grossed out by actually by Claire's should we say confession admission I think yeah, yeah. can we talk about this or, or not I mean we don't want to no. gross out our listeners as well
4: I'm not embarrassed I'm proud of the way I eat my chicken I am proud of eating that skin and then handing the chicken to someone else
0: tearing the skin <sighs> off the chicken mm. you eat the skin mm-hmm. and then you leave <laughs> this sounds like a zombie film uh, but you then hand off what's left to your boyfriend
4: well I'll offer it, and if he says no, I'll put it back in the bucket, and then it's up to him if he wants. I love how you say you offer it. <laughs> Offering's sick. not
0: giving, is it? It's just. It's-
4: <laughs> See, they should just sell a bucket of skin, and I'd I'd be winning. Them. That would
0: probably. Be a, I'm sure that's a That's yeah. a really good idea. It wouldn't surprise me if that's a thing in Canada or America.
4: Yeah, I did do a video, and quite a lot of the American. Um, my American audience were like, oh yeah, that used to be a thing, but not anymore. Or oh, you really? could get like triple fried chicken and I was like, tell me what state and I'll be there.
0: <laughs> I'm on my way. <laughs> all, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a tech show, honestly. And um, we, we do occasionally get into the subject of tech. I don't know if you've actually, have you ever heard our show, Claire? Have you ever listened in? Have you ever dared?
4: I, I have listened to a few because I, did, cause I did this a little while ago, but I hate listening to myself. So I avoided that session. <laughs> But I'm, I'm still I'm still struggling to get into podcasts because I just love music so much So when I'm on like a cleaning frenzy at the moment, it's all about Taylor Swift because I'm putting it out into the universe that I'm going to get tickets when I'm in America. So I'm listening to that. But I have started on the treadmill, which I only started last week, to listen to podcasts. So oh, I will add that to that list.
1: Oof. Wow, got to get work it. off those chicken skins somehow. Eh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Just grease, you're working off. Really, I mean, it's oh, that would it be your soundtrack. Good. Grease. There you go. That would work,
4: wouldn't it? <sighs> actually, that is one of my favourites. There
0: you go. You see, oh, insipidical. I think that's a word. Um, but yeah, so okay. Well, let, actually, let's start there if you don't mind, because that's a question that comes up a lot from people. How do I get fit? And how do I get fit using technology that is often inaccessible? So mm-hmm. what have you done with your treadmill? Have you just stuck bump-ons all over it or are you...
4: Pretty much. <laughs> so I used, I did used to go to the gym when I had sight. Um, I, I've always struggled with my weight. And um, after I had my stroke, I was told, you know, you need to lose weight. You, you're you at high risk of potentially having another stroke. So I, I actually took it seriously then and I've managed to lose 11 stone. Wow. Uh, Wow, that's amazing. It is. I'm really proud of myself for doing that. It should be. should be. Since losing my eyesight, I have had the worst experiences at gyms and it really put me off going. I'm also a huge germaphobe. So when you can't see like sweat and stuff on the machines, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, oh, I can't do that. So we have built a gym in one of our garages um, because my boyfriend's quite into his fitness and uh, the treadmill, it's a really simple one to use and... Um when you use something repetitively, you learn all the buttons, but we do have bumper dots on it um We put them on when we first got the treadmill about five years ago, and I've probably used it up until last week three times, <laughs> so I'd forgotten <laughs> where all the buttons were so last week, when we were in there, I was getting an orientation of of how to use it and having the emergency cord around my wrist which I then kept pulling every time I moved my arm because I forgot it was there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and he has this little device that clips on my finger to tell me my heart rate and everything with an app on my phone because obviously the machine's not a, a voice activated one. It's um so I'm able to tell that. I don't I'm not really doing it for fitness. I'm doing it to to make, build muscle mass more than anything, but it's it's good to know. I find that a lot of add-ons you buy, you come with an app that is accessible, but the actual machines themselves aren't. I'm sure there is an accessible treadmill out there, but they're so expensive, I'm not going to buy a new one. So that's how I use my treadmill. Um, And as for the weight machine, I cannot do that unassisted because there's just too many things that you need to pull and push in and smack my face on the bars and stuff like that. (laughs) Working out is dangerous. Yes, yes.
1: it is. Don't do it. That's why we're against it on principle. It's well, you know, she, we Sean,
0: Sean just went out in the ice at the beginning of the year and, and fell and snapped a tendon. Oh, gosh. So, you know, we, yes. we I strongly encourage no movement at all.
1: Yeah. Or just, no going outside. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Exactly.
4: The only movement you need is to get, go and answer the door for your KFC and then tricep curls, putting that chicken into your mouth.
1: That's right. Yes. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> There's a movement. So,
0: so you got to swap arms every so often, right? Because you can't, you don't you want to end
1: have, up like Popeye on one the the other. side. Other. Yeah. 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 This is so weird. (laughs) Can I just say, when it comes down to gym equipment, it seems to be that for us, at least when it comes to accessibility, it's the simpler um, equipment that's far better. Right. Because as you said, you have what we got now, Peloton and they have TalkBack support built in. I haven't used one, so I don't know how accessible that is. But, you know, you're talking a lot of money there. And mm. for us, usually it's better if we got something with you know, actual physical buttons on it. We can press go and then like an up arrow and a down arrow. Exactly. That's all we need. It works out better for us.
4: Yeah. But they like to go really high tech and have buttons that nobody ever uses.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's, it's like we got one, it was like a bike, what do they call it, a recumbent bike, I think they call them. And you sit down, <laughs> which is my favourite bit. <laughs> and then you cycle away, right? And that's it. Basically, you just do that. And and I get that for various, I had to buy that particular one for various health reasons, which I'm not going to go into here, but essentially that was why. And um, I ended up, you know, using this thing, but it had so many smart features to it. And the guy who was installing it, he's like, hey, you can, you know, cycle the Champs-Elysees. And I'm going, yeah, I just, I just really want to get a bit fitter. Um, I'm not really want to do, I mean, I, the visuals mean nothing. There's a exactly. tiny little screen. Pointless, couldn't use it, and actually, it ended up. I was just really just getting on there, and I don't. I didn't even plug it in in the end. I just thought I'll just cycle on it. were <laughs> yeah, freewheeling best.
4: it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that is pretty much all you need it for. Is is when you, when it's not accessible to you, it's none of that matters. It's just like just help me get fit, man. I mean, exactly. if I could physically get on a bike and cycle around the streets, I would.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. Hey, that's a good idea for a video. <laughs>
0: No, no, don't, no please. please, please. We're not encouraging that. We're, we're against that.
1: Just how to, are you with your echolocation training? Claire?
4: are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not good. Not good. To, to be, do you know what though? When I was losing my sight because I'd taken my they'd taken my driving license away, I didn't know how to use a bus, and I was too scared to ask people because I thought, oh, I just sound like a right idiot. Um, but also, I hate public transport because one time that I did use a bus, I sat in a seat and thought I'd wet myself oh, no. because the seat was wet. Oh. So I had fear of using a bus. So I bought a bike and my family were like, okay, you can't see, you can't cycle to work. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. It didn't go down well.
1: Follow the yellow lines. That's what I used to do on a bike. Yeah. It's, no, it's, it's not hot. a good idea. No, I, I'm going to confess as well. I have no idea how buses work. There, you I've have said to
4: it. Wave- wave at them so i wasn't a cane user at the time i was just i was going through that stage i "I don't need a white cane when i did and someone said oh you have to wave at them but i couldn't see if that was the bus coming so i was just waving at everyone and yeah and and (laughs) just like hi yeah you the bus no so move on and it was just traumatizing my daughter's like you don't physically wave mum," because i was actually physically waving she's like you just put your hand up i was like, oh okay i'll stop (laughs) waving at
0: people then do you know, that's so interesting, actually. Fantastic perspective on that. That you didn't know how to use a bus because you weren't using buses, right? You were driving everywhere, I guess.
4: No. And I, I think as well, there's that fear of people when you're so entitled, you've never used a bus. But it's not because I didn't want to and because I didn't have to, it's, I was scared. Just, I hate public transport because I get claustrophobic and you get someone's bum juice in your face and it's just not pleasant. Wow. (laughs)
0: Honestly, that is so interesting.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, we all know what you're talking about. That's the the scary (laughs) bit. We all know exactly what you mean. I think it's your experience, right? I haven't used a bus in years and years because I had so many bad experiences. Mm. Over here, the bus drivers are behind like six inches of Plexiglass or whatever, (laughs) so you have that problem of them just pointing. You got to scan your card here. Mm. I could never find it, and then it was the social anxiety of sitting on someone's lap trying to find a seat.
4: Exactly.
1: So I gave up. I I must admit, I gave up. Which is fine
0: if you're clear. It's not so good if it's Sean or I. (laughs) No, Um, exactly. (laughs) I think there's a slight difference between the two. I think most people would probably prefer we didn't sit on their laps. That is for sure. Um, but, but it's so interesting because I remember when I was learning to do my, or getting my orientation and mobility training, that was one of the things they, they taught me, which I didn't think about until later. But they actually did. They took me to a bus garage and I had to get on a stationary bus. I had to wear a yellow jacket, you know, so that other buses wouldn't run me over. And, you know, I would get on and off this bus. I felt like a right idiot. A prize nice right. idiot because I had to get on and off this bus. But I will say it was really useful Because I then figured out the layout of the bus, and I know they're all generally it's the same. You know, I guess you know mostly the same. Um, But it was kind of handy just to get a sense of where things were. And Mm. it's interesting. I bet a lot of people don't get that, and I bet you would have never had that because you lost your sight later.
4: It it was offered to me, but I mean, I absolutely loved my Rovi. She was fantastic, but she she used to make me wear this baseball bat. A baseball cap with this peak that was bigger than a normal baseball cap's peak.
3: All right. And
4: um, it had been designed, I don't know if it was someone local in the area designed it, it had been designed for low hanging branches that the peak of the hat would hit the branch before your face. And it was just so embarrassing.
1: There's Donald Duck going past.
4: Oh, it was hideous. And <laughs> because she'd make me wear the magnifier glasses to see if that would help, ha- I just looked. Oh, my looked God so special walking around. It's like, I have to live in this town. Why, hello. It's just mortifying. My and Tinder we've got... profile pic. <laughs> Everyone would have been swiping right on me. <laughs> my dad, he would just cry. He'd be like, where's your hat <laughs> And every summer, when my daughter's birthday's in the summer and we have a family barbecue here, when my family comes, they're like, get the hat out, get the hat out. <laughs> it's just I wish I still had it because I don't think people actually believe how bad this has
0: what they should have done is put a, a chainsaw at the end of it and you could have actually you know sheared
4: trimmed the, to their bushes yeah trimmed <laughs> the
0: bushes as you went along you could have that
1: sounds so safe well done that's yeah, exactly. a perfect idea Let's get to work sensible. on that. <laughs> Can we get the double tap boffins on that, please? That's in get our a logo on it. Get it on our website. Someone will but buy our,
4: it. Our um our our bus network. We had three different buses. So You had the standard double decker, the standard single decker, and then we had the Gatwick. It I think it was called the Gatwick Express. No, it wasn't called the Gatwick. That's the train. It was like that's, a Gatwick that's, fast bus. That's definitely not bus. a bus. I can
0: guarantee you on that one. Yeah,
4: it's yeah. <laughs> it, it was like a Gatwick <laughs> fast bus, and the layout was different, and it was. I didn't know what single decker I would get. So to know the layout, um, I'd, when I get on, I'd, I'd have to say, oh, is, is this the Gatwick bus or a normal bus? Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Gatwick. And I'm like, yeah, but that's not what I'm asking you. Yeah. And also,
0: yeah, I mean, you could get coaches, which are different, and you get different. And, of course, then you've got all the steps going up. And it, But actually, going back to the point about the, the actual getting the bus, A, hearing it coming. Where we mm. live now, there's an electric bus which goes around, mm. which is silent. And you can't hear the thing coming. And, you know, I'm on a road where there's lots and lots of trucks going by. So you're just putting your hand out thinking, you know, this could be a bus. And my vision level is at the point now where I can't really tell if it's a bus coming or not. So I don't know. And you're just hoping. And that's often the challenge. The best thing I had, and I wish I still had it today, although ironically, well, you know, I'll explain this. It was a little um, rectangle board. With like magnetic board, and it was black, and you had these white letters you could stick on it, and
1: <laughs>
0: it was fine until I started losing the numbers. Right, I started losing yeah. numbers, and that was it. Ruined. I Plus couldn't
1: number one. That's the only one I can get. <laughs>
0: That's right. Yeah, I to Where's where's the two gone? That's it. I'm stuck. Uh, but yeah, that was basically the problem. But it was great because you could hold it up, and they would see you're looking for that number. I mean, it's a little bit embarrassing using stuff like that, but. You know, at least that would give them an the idea. There
1: seems, seems to be a theme here of embarrassing over actually being able to do things. I mean, I I agree with you. I remember when I first you, saw you. you don't want it. You don't want to show or yeah. But is it you you embarrassing it if it really that helps you? you? Is that standing out though? I mean, is that what's that as opposed to putting your hand up or waving? I mean, I I don't know. I, I felt exactly the same when I first saw the 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 um, signs you could wear around your neck saying help or tax oh, big yeah. signs now i can see absolutely how they could stop it Sorry. i could see how, stop it now i could see how they could be stop it i could see how they could really help you but i could never stop it i could never use one of those and I, I mean, it's the same as that hat with the massive comedy peak. I'm exactly. sure it's very useful. I see the
0: two going together quite well. It's a set. Oh, my God. You could get can a set a on that. Can a fun day out? Oh, can you imagine? Help. Are you talking like some kind of Mr. T-type necklace with basically a car <laughs> registration plate attached to it, was, it?
1: Well, yes. It was just a sign with a string that you put around your neck. I mean, these were things. And they had help or taxi. I think even one said bus. But the Um, the bus run was useless because there's lots of buses. That's true. But they're
4: meant to stop, though. A bus is meant to stop. If they see somebody standing there with a white cane, they're meant to stop and shout out their route number. I've never, ever had that. But where before I moved to Hertfordshire, where I lived in um, West Sussex, the bus app was incredible. It would vibrate as the bus was about to be approaching your stop. And um, you could put in your route so I could. Um, navigate to what stop I was going to be getting off at and it would start vibrating as we were coming to that stop to alert me to press the bell. Mm. So that was a really, really good app but they don't have that here.
1: See, that's the thing though. you got all these different bus companies all over the place and if you had a universal app like that, I mean, you could even if they started off with a pretty poor one you can give them mm. feedback and get it because the technology is there yeah i know now the kids check you know they can see live real-time gps of where the bus is and, and when it's coming in and even that's not on all the buses you know no. and, and you think it's surely right now with everyone carrying a smartphone with them it's it, the technology's there this should all be accessible be. and easy to use
4: should be but it's not
1: no it's, it's not, not. no, no. And, 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 and oftentimes it's the
0: The dots are just not being joined up. That's the problem. You've got the technology, but then you've got the bus company have their own app. And like you said, you almost need like a Google or a a Lazarello. In fact, further enough, I was hearing from one of our listeners on this recently about Lazarillo losing more of its accessibility function, which is not great news. Um, You know, and this is the problem, you know, once the app becomes useless, then you, know, you, you stop trusting it. It doesn't matter what they do after that. You stop trusting it. You don't go back to yeah. it. And then you end up back at this this place. I agree. I, I must say, it sounds incredibly snobbish in our blind world when we talk about buses because all of us hate buses. Mm. But it's because of the fact that they're just, in some ways, so inaccessible. Not mm. so much on board, but just getting on board, right? It's getting on the right one. Getting on, exactly, on the right bus. If you live in an area where there's five or six different routes, that can be a real challenge. Uh, so yeah it's interesting but you mentioned smartphone and this is kind of what led to this conversation because I had saw on um, Twitter I think it was you had posted up uh, I think it was one of your videos you'd posted up and it was to do with uh, a shortcut actually it wasn't to do with a shortcut but whilst you were talking on the video your phone started screaming out charge me charge me and (laughs) me and many other people were like how did you get it to do that and I was like Kind of instantly hooked on, right, I want my phone to do that. And you very kindly made a video which explained how you did it using shortcuts. Now, please tell me, because I have, I I consider myself a relatively smart person, but not very smart. (coughs) Okay, not very smart. (laughs) Thank you. I have never really figured out shortcuts. So they
4: are a minefield.
0: Yeah, okay. Ta- talk me through this because I feel like I am missing something when it comes to shortcuts. I'm not I feel like I have to go and learn how to code in order to do this. <laughs> and I don't want to do that.
4: It they are difficult because you've got to it's like if you've ever used Excel, you've got to tell it your end result and so you've got actions in shortcuts. So I I'm I basically have started just playing around with it there's loads of YouTube videos but you know we we know that they're not made for people without sight mm. and a lot of the time you'll get halfway through and then they go so quickly and the, the options your voiceovers reading out on your phone aren't the same as what they're saying is on their screen and unless you've got a sighted person around to help and you know, tell you where you're going wrong. It's it's sometimes you just can't do it. But um, it was when I started using the NFC tag, so to label all my makeup that I thought, oh, there must be other things that this phone will do for me. And um, yeah, playing just playing around one day, I, I voiceover read like battery and I thought, oh, that'd be handy if it could tell me when my battery's low because although when voiceover's enabled and it come up saying like low power mode or something, it's a bit of a ball ache to try and figure out what your battery percentage is. Mm. And sometimes you just can't be bothered and you, or you don't hear it. If it's in my bag, I don't hear it unless I've got my AirPods in. So I thought, oh, I need I need something to alert me. Um, and so I set, I set that up and I didn't know if it would work or not. I literally had to sit there all day waiting for my battery to drain. So I'd set it up, I think it shouts, charge me, charge me, charge me when it gets to 25%. And it worked. And I was like, oh, this is amazing. So then I set another one up for 10% um, that said, charge me now. And then at 5%, it's like, I'm going to die if you don't charge me, Claire. (laughs) (laughs) So...
0: That's brilliant though. That because that, how many times Sean, have you said that low power mode thing that or well, it's one of the options that comes up isn't it? Oh yeah. It
1: drives me crazy that 20% or 10%. I don't know why you can't adjust that in the actual settings themselves. It's it's just so annoying. Mm. But yeah, you're absolutely right, Claire. But when it comes to shortcuts, right? It it's when that was first introduced, I thought oh, this is going to be great. But it's so weird because what you're talking about there is the automations in the yes. Shortcuts, shortcuts yes. app, right? And automations are great. So it gives you a set um, f- few things there, battery, uh, NFC, like you talked about. There's a good few things there that you can start off and it sort of walks you through it and it's really good. And then you've got the gallery of pre-made uh, shortcuts that you can browse through, but that's other people's or Apple's and you know, they're okay. But then you've got the shortcut tab at the bottom there. And that, it seems like you go from, you know, a nice nice little cozy walk to trying to run a marathon. Because mm. those shortcuts, trying to build it with those blocks, wow. I mean I've tried it. I've done coding in the past and it's still I don't understand anything that's happening here. Um so the shortcuts I think they could do a better job on that. It seems to be like nice and easy hand holding to yeah, you better be a coder so you can do this. Yeah, it, just to no understand
4: it's yeah, it's really hard. My my all my shortcuts that I use are the
1: automations. Yeah, which are which are fantastic, right? I mean, as I said, I'm interested in the NFC. So, how did you get into that?
4: Um, how did I think I randomly saw a video of someone saying if they'd remembered to turn their straighteners off or not, and I thought, like, oh, that is me i i have always been a visual learner and when i started losing my sight learning how to do things without being able to see it i really struggled with but i also really struggled to remember if i did something because i didn't physically see myself do it and i was like oh i definitely need that and my best friend because you can guarantee any time we would leave the house we'd get like halfway to the train station. It didn't turn straighteners off. We're gonna to have to go back. Right. And then we'd miss our train. The amount of trains and planes we've missed because of the straighteners. So I thought, <laughs> right, I'm gonna do this. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't a video that gave you a detailed description of how to program the NFC tag. So I ordered some on Amazon and they were the hard disk ones, um, because this was before the sticker ones had been made, and I think I got about 20. Um and I put blue tack on the back of it and I blue tacked it. I've got like a little stool where my dressing table was, and I blue tacked it to the leg and I programmed it to basically it would put a note into my notes. If I tapped my phone on the tag, it would put a note into my notes to say, yes, Claire, you have turned your straighteners off today. And then that just started a whole whirlwind of, okay, right, well, if I can do it for that, then I can do it for my health app that will tell me what vitamins I've taken today and whether I've taken my medication. And, oh, I can put one on the side of my bedside table so that if I'm falling asleep and I've forgotten to set my alarm, I can just tap my phone against it and it will set my alarm for me. And then I thought, my makeup, I can start, like, basically explaining what is in each eyeshadow palette and what the colours are rather than getting CNAI out every day to read what, what it is, and try to remember well, what colors are in, you know, Russell Up Claire and stuff like that, whatever the name of the palette is. It's like, well, what well, I don't know what colors they are. And I start using them for everything now.
1: And that's the thing you want to tag the world, right? Once you discover yeah. something like that, you want to tag everything. And it's relatively cheap, the NFC tags.
4: Yeah, I, I got, I think I got something like 100 stickers for 12 pounds on Amazon. And. Yeah, And obviously I'm not having to use blue tack, So I put it on all my skincare as well. A lot of my skincare are in uh, little glass tubs and they're all the same size and the same shape. So I've just stuck a NFC on each of those. And yeah. if they ever get mixed up, then I know what's what.
0: So hang on, Hand right. I, like I said to you, I'm not a smart person. So let me ask you this. How are you doing this? So you've got an app for the NFC or are you using shortcuts for that?
4: I use shortcuts. So the NFC is like a white round sticker. You then go into your shortcuts to um, create the automation and there's actually, it's like hard-coded on the phone that one of the automation is to um, re like rename the NFC tag and select that and then it'll come up with a box and you call it what you want. So I'd put in like my Charlotte Tilbury eye cream, for example. And then it gives you another box that you can uh, sort of elaborate on what that is. So, you know, if it's a night one, it, I'll put, Eye cream, night time. So then, <clears throat> once that's programmed, and you tap your phone against it, it will read out exactly what you have put: eye cream, night time.
0: So this so this so takes me. Off. This makes me think of the the, the RNIB pen friend. Well, the, it, there's a seen pen it, friend as well. And, and
4: pretty the much the same. But yeah. The thing with the pen friend is, I lose them. Mm. They like fall down the side of the chest of drawers, and uh, yeah, I just yeah. and then I can't find them. And At it's not the, always
0: there, right? It's not always no. there when you need it
4: at least with these, they're stuck on the product you know that you're going to be using. Although,
0: hang on, Claire, hang on. Did you not get the lanyard that comes with it? (laughs) Aren't you wearing it around your neck with your help sign? We love a lanyard. In the hat. (laughs) Just so that when you lean
1: over to pick it up, you don't hit your head off something. Yeah,
4: exactly. Don't (laughs) crash your head on the side of the table.
1: It's even more than just identifying, though. I mean, you know, comparing it to the pen friend, because as you said, you can also trigger actions from Mm. setting your alarm and things like that. It's a really good option that not many people actually use.
4: I barely know anyone that uses it. I, every time I do a video like that, I get so many requests. Can you do a slower, step-by-step guide of how how you do this? And it's, it, I think it's very underrated, but it is so complicated to do as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is it's not. I wouldn't have even thought to go through shortcuts for that. I wouldn't even have. I, I, I've heard of various apps uh, that kind of help you to do it. So you can buy like or download a certain app and then you buy the stickers and then you use that app to do it. But I never realised this was something you could do just directly from shortcuts. That's really interesting. And if you've got
1: HomeKit enabled smart devices, you know, when you come in the home, you can just hold your phone against or tap your phone against wherever you stick an NFC tag Mm. and you can, you know, turn lights on, off, tele on or whatever it may be. Um, It is really powerful. Wow. It's
4: like a whole new world.
1: Oh uh, yes. sorry. Oh that's one of my favorite songs. And mine? Isn't that a great film? Oh. You're <laughs> no! such a
0: liar, Sean. What? You don't you don't listen to a whole new world. I asked you earlier if you listened to <laughs> Tina
1: Arena's brilliant version of Show Me Heaven and you yeah. said no. Yeah. No, I said I don't have that one. I've never heard of it. What I'm saying is, I love the film Aladdin. All right. And I sing along with it. The parrot is great. That little monkey, amazing. Aladdin yes. is a great film. And I'm not talking about the live action one either.
4: I. It's my favourite Disney movie.
0: Well, you're both yeah. wrong because the perfect oh. Disney film, I've actually got two. One is, uh, my number one is Beauty and the Beast, Of's. Uh, oh, yeah, that is good. Uh, you can't beat that, right?
1: Uh, it but it'll be good. my guest. You
0: know? Yeah. Uh, oh, no, I don't
1: like that one. What? Oh. I, I don't like Beauty and the Beast. You've no, got I'm no sorry. standards, Priest. You've no. got no
0: standards at all. Okay. Um, and of course, the second is Wally. I'm just putting it out
1: there. Oh, that's terrible. I mean, yeah, if you that's... watch it with no AD for the first 40 minutes, nothing well, don't happens. don't watch it without AD. Well, I'm sorry, sir, but not everyone's got access to AD. Let's talk about that. No, no let's not. Thoughts <laughs> <laughs> on <or> wall Wally, Claire.
4: <laughs> I d- yeah, it's probably down in the in the lower. Oh, exactly. 40s Thank you, Claire. The 50s of Disney ratings How dare
0: you? That is a movie about the state the world is in today.
4: Do you that know what might I be so, but I can't sing off. along as good as I can with Frozen no, a- and Aladdin. Not. And it's all about the singing along for me. I <laughs> yeah, exactly. must admit, yeah,
0: there's a lot more singing along in that. <laughs> there's less singing along when you're sweeping up rubbish, I suppose, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> I watched Dumbo the other day, which was a deed. All right. And, yeah, but no, and... Did you realise his mum? When they're in the circus, his mum is called um, Jumbo, Mrs Jumbo. <laughs> that's even worse. You
4: get away right? with that now. Would so you? that
1: means his name is Dumbo Jumbo. <laughs> yes, I that's just right. Right. I didn't like it.
0: <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> Claire, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's been really wow. interesting. Tell tell us all where we can follow you, find your videos, and follow you online.
4: So I am on Can See Can't See on all platforms, and I'm hilarious. So follow me. <laughs> <laughs> that sums Fair up
0: pretty well yeah sums up really well and if
4: you want my leftover chicken I'll put my address online no I won't really there uh, you go yeah, yeah, so, if you yeah. do want leftover chicken then do let me know because I'm looking for someone to share a bucket with
0: I can't wait to meet you in person Claire because we will share a bucket of KFC oh, you can have on- the skin I will have what's left of- you can have the it meat it sounds wonderful I will have the meat that's on Stephen's bucket list
1: Hey! Well, done, well
0: done. You did Good now. night. Yeah, very Thank good. you. Yeah. On that note, that's it from us. Thank you for listening. Feedback at doubletapaudio You can also call us on our listener line one eight seven seven eight zero three four five six seven. We'll catch you tomorrow. Love Double Tap. Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI TV every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too.
2: Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors
0: with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is
2: available from your favourite podcast provider.